0: Decker's podcast my name is nate and if you're looking for me on twitter just look for darth heretic i'm joined as always by my amazing co-host the filthiest of them all tony and if you're looking for him on twitter he's there as mtg underscore tony and oh boy, do we have a jam-packed episode for you
1: this week. Yes, we do. We do have a jam-packed episode this week. We scoured the web and all of its dark resources to find you some wild and wacky decks. Are they good? Well, probably not. Are they fun? Highly questionable. But did we neck them anyway to find out if they were either of them? Hell yeah. Uh, we take the loss for of our wild cards to save you your wild cards. We're basically modern-day shield bearers for you, our filthy fandom. So this week,
0: for the Filthy Net Deckers 101, Tony came over this week and we played a game together called Villainous. Disney-branded board game. And I was just wondering if there's any other uh, games outside of Magic, board games or card games, that you like playing, Tony? Because we played Villainous and I enjoyed that. But what else? What other types of games like that do you like playing?
1: All right. Um, to be honest, Magic is my number one game. Oh, yeah. 100% Magic is my number one game, too. Other games that I play... I don't play many other games that much, despite the fact that I work for a game store. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying, you work in a game store, but you can't even name another oh, no, game No, 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 I on. can. But the games I like to play are: I like to play poker with friends. Um, yep. I like to play more social games, like ones where we, where we can all sit around and have a beer or two, talk, laugh as we're playing. Like Cards Against Humanity yeah, type we do games? Cards Against Humanity. We, we do poker, just just casual stuff. Most of my friends... Uh, you, you do poker casually? Yeah, you know, so we, we put 10 bucks in, and then we get a bunch of chips, and then we just sit around. Sure, sure, you put 10 bucks in, and now there's
0: $70 on the line, and that's not casual to me. I'm fighting for that $70. I can't do poker
1: casually. Oh, see, like, to me, it's just, it's 10 bucks. That's all I see it as, is yeah. I'm paying $10 to hang out with my friends for two hours. Yeah, I'm not giving my friends ten bucks. No, that's well, my no, money. I'm, I'm winning it all. I'm better them. at cards than they are, so <laughs> so I can play casually and still win some money. I may gotcha. not win every uh, every round, but, you know. Yeah, We uh, when
0: I played poker, it was definitely like I play Magic. It was definitely more on the competitive and more on the... See, know, that's not fun
1: for me. I like I like the it, casual it's thought fun of it. for me. Oh, yeah. So, just going on the whole poker thing. I don't know when it was. It was like two months ago. My aunt was having her sixtieth birthday party, mm-hmm. and so my my stepmother says, "Hey, you all want to come play some poker in the other room?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, of course I do." So they're playing for quarters. Like, there's no minimum bet, no maximum bet, or maybe the maximum was a dollar. <laughs> that's that's one hundred percent. They said maximum dollar bets. That's it. I'm like, okay. So I start playing what I think is casually, because I'm having fun. And you're doing dollar bets every single time. So people were matching me just to see what the pot was. So or you know, <laughs> to see what the the flop was, I mean. So I'm like, okay, I got like a pair of kings in my hand. I immediately put the dollar up. And everybody at the table matched me for the dollar. And I was like, Wow. Okay, and then a king comes up on you know and I'm like, okay, a dollar everyone matches me. I'm like, this is stupid right now. So, I took everybody's money in like, I don't know, 10 to 15 hands. And I'm like, I I feel guilty. So I I gave it away. I'm like, I don't want your money. This is, this is family. This is supposed to be social and fun. So I like gave my grandmother who was playing with us, gave her like 20 of it. Gave my aunt whose birthday it was another 20. (laughs) (laughs) uh like like my stepmother and my uncle i I don't care if they lose money but you know if it was me i'd
0: be sitting there going thanks for all the money guys no 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 you guys want to play more (laughs) poker oh i did but (laughs) i remember the very first time i ever played poker it was at my girlfriend at the times like thanksgiving celebration they were all getting together for uh thanksgiving and they go do you want to play texas hold'em i said i would never played it before so they sat down they taught me how to play i won that game nice i was the last person sitting down there like you've never played before i'm like honestly i've never played before and then it was just a downhill spiral of poker game after poker game after poker game for me cuz once i knew the rules it was it was like magic really mm-hmm. let's face it you're sitting but you're sitting down you got cards in your hand you're strategizing it's
1: magic yeah, i think that's why a lot of poker players play magic and a lot of magic players play, po- mm. play poker
0: And it's funny, we were talking about that at the pre-release over
1: this weekend, about the fact that they play...
0: One of the guys said he's been playing less magic and more poker. Actually, wait, this is
1: at my pre-release? Yes. Okay, so it was probably Eric, right? Yes, it was exactly Eric, yes. Yeah, because I was talking with Eric and Ethan, and they were saying the same thing to me.
0: Yeah, he was saying he was playing less magic and more poker, and I'm like, that's funny. About 10, 15 years ago, I remember sitting down at a poker table and mentioning the fact that I played magic. And the uh, dealer was like, oh yeah, magic players and poker players are the same thing. All of the professional magic players are also professional poker players. I'm like, really? Then he just started naming off a list of professional magic slash poker players. I'm like,
1: I had no idea about that at the time. Yeah, that's definitely a thing. All right, want to talk about pre-release? Yeah, let's talk about pre-release. So uh, my store that I work at... Toy Soldier Games toy soldier games in amesbury massachusetts absolutely should throw, throw them a uh absolutely shout out yeah it's a great small store you should come check them out uh we also have a website ToysoldierGames.com. so if you happen to want to check that out and buy some stuff make sure you mention my podcast as the reason that you uh bought something maybe mick will give me a raise <laughs> <laughs> mick i know you listen to me <laughs> uh so anyway So we hosted it. We had uh, 16 players. Um, Notable people that were there was me, obviously. Nate was there. Miles was there. Uh, Miles
0: Blaney. Shout out to
1: Miles. He did great. Yeah. He's a friend of the podcast. Uh, We've mentioned him quite a few times on here. Let's see. Who else have we talked about? We talked about Eric and Travis, I think, at one point. They were both there.
0: Yeah. I haven't seen Travis in forever. I love Travis. He was at the last pre-release. Modern Horizons? Are you sure? Travis
1: was not at the Modern Horizons pre-release. Yes, he was. I think so. Yeah. Me and Travis started hanging out in um, when he worked at Stop and Shop. Yeah. And so we talked and we found out our birthdays are a day apart. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about that one day. And then we started talking about beer and how we both love that. And then I'm like, dude, if you just played Magic, like we could be the best of friends. <laughs> and he's like, I do play Magic. He's like, dude. I play Magic all the time at Toy Soldier. <laughs> and I'm like, eh, I've never really played any competitive Magic. I just play at the kitchen table. It's like, dude, you should come down to Toy Soldier. And I'm like, okay, sure. So that's when I started coming <laughs> down there. <laughs> so it was because of Travis. Okay. It really is, yeah. And then me and him went to uh, GP Vegas together. Just me and him. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, it was so much fun. I wanted to go to Vegas so bad. Oh, we <laughs> The first thing we did... Uh, Well, when we got to the convention center, we gave blood. Mm
0: -hmm. There was a
1: blood mobile outside. And if you gave blood, you got a free draft inside. Okay, Didn't matter what you were drafting. So we gave blood and then drafted Modern Masters with the free one. Why not? Yeah, it was great.
0: (laughs) Just rare draft that. Yep, I don't like drafting, and I would do that.
1: Yeah, why not? It's free free packs. Mm -hmm. And you're doing a good thing. (laughs) Anyway.
0: Pre-release. We <laughs> were talking
1: about pre-release. None of that stuff even has to make it into the podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway, so who else uh, was at the pre-release? Travis was there. Travis was there. Ethan Eb. We had a couple new people, uh, young kids that came in, and they've yep. been to every Magic event since. They really? had such a great time. Awesome. Yeah, they came awesome. to two two different pre-releases. And um, uh, anyone else there that you can think, thing? Mr. Rinaldi was there. Everyone loves yep. Mr. Rinaldi.
0: Yeah, it was but, it was a good it was a nice big crowd. We had a we had a good games.
1: Should we talk about the finals? Um, or do you want? I'd like lead? to talk about
0: before getting up to the finals because uh, I had some crazy stuff happen in one of my games.
1: Okay, yeah, what, what
0: my happened? I won my first oh, round. Yeah, and then in my second round, I was playing.
1: If we're talking about first round, I got a yeah. good story about the first round.
0: What's your story about the first round?
1: I used the one in a red, look at the top three cards of your opponent's library. You can play one of them. Yep. And found the Westgate Regent of my opponent. This is off of Eric. And uh, I cast his Westgate Regent. He had no flyers to block me. And he was at 12. So first turn I hit him for four. Next turn I hit him for eight. Killed him with his own Westgate Regent. Oh, that stinks. Oh, That was awesome. I loved everything. What's funny is he had scried to the top, and that's when I decided to play it. <laughs> I'm like, well, that must be a good card. Yeah,
0: it's got to be something good. So uh, my deck was a red, green, and white deck with Minx. That's okay. what I was, that was my deck was like revolved around that. I also managed to have like Earth Cult Elemental which says when it enters the battlefield, roll a d20. 1 to 9, each player sacks a permanent. 10 to 19, each opponent sacrifices a permanent. 20, each opponent sacrifices two permanents. So I was in one game in my in round two, where my opponent got ranger class into play, yeah. got themselves a 2-2 creature, and then they got stuck on three land, but it didn't matter because they just barfed out as many small creatures as they could which was a couple. They managed to get two creatures out and they managed to get big off of that rangers class Mm because that second chapters in rangers class just gives everything a 1-1 when it attacks or gives something. So they managed to start getting in and I get down to like seven life. I managed to start getting creatures out but they weren't big enough to block their creatures without mine dying. So then I drop out my Earth Cult Elemental and I'm like, all right, here we go. They've, They've got three lands and two creatures in play. I roll a
1: 20. Ooh, nice. Just
0: a nat 20 right there. And my opponent looks at his board and goes, I scoop. What? My opponent just scooped. They they what? looked at my big 6-6. Six, six. They realized their creature wasn't going to really get through my 6-6. Six, six. They were going to have to sacrifice either their two creatures or a land in a creature. And they were already land screwed. And he was like, "I'm yeah, I'm done. I'm not going to be able to win this. Sorry man, I was at he was at twenty and I was at seven at that point. Yeah, and I'm seems... like, Okay, I wasn't gonna sit here and go, Are you sure you might still I'm like okay? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be doing that. Scoop sure, but what else did I have in here? Zariel, the planeswalker.
1: Yeah. I had her oh, she okay.
0: she made she made me some one ones really well. And the other good card I had in here that I really enjoyed was the red dragon. Enters the battlefield. Each opponent loses. It deals four damage to each opponent.
1: That I card was, seems uh, good.
0: I uh, <laughs> really wanted to play this card in two-headed giant this weekend. Yeah, that's what
1: I wanted. Oh, to do, that's okay. To you were doing this. a you were doing a two-headed dragon on or, on uh, two-headed giant Sunday. on Sunday. Two- yeah, I'll yeah, talk yeah. about that after. Talk about <laughs> that after. And okay. so
0: yeah, that uh, winning my first two rounds. Put me undefeated going into the last round, and there was what four four people undefeated going into the last round. Uh, or was it three? There was Ma- three. Miles were got paired down.
1: He did, I think. Yeah, because uh, one person had left at that point, and it gotcha. messed up the pairings and everything.
0: Gotcha. Yumi and Miles were all undefeated at this point. Yeah, and then and then the phone said, "You've got your next pairing," and I was playing. The filthiest player <laughs> in the store, Tony MTG. I don't know. You're pretty filthy yourself. So. I am pretty filthy. I was very happy to see that the Filthy Netdeckers podcast was not going to lose to anyone outside of the Filthy Netdeckers podcast at the pre-release. That's true
1: because you went two o. I went two o. And then uh, so, we
0: played each other. That was a fun game. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it was okay. <laughs> I tried to watch back the uh, match because when I realized that it was going to be Tony versus I, I pulled my phone out and I kind of propped it up and recorded the thing. The angle is terrible. Hmm. You cannot see much in the board whatsoever. It was, yeah, did
1: a very bad job recording that. Well, it was just kind of a quick just the game, phone up and see what happens. Yeah, but it, they, those were fun games. Yeah, they were. And it came right down to the end. We were the last players. Literally everyone was watching us play the, that last game, huh? Yep. And then Miles had already won his match. Yeah. So, Miles just wanted to see who he was going to tie with. <laughs> he came over and, you know, he's just ragging on us both for, you know, winning or losing. And mm-hmm. and then Nate ended up winning. <laughs> yeah, I ended up actually yeah. winning with Red Dragon. Pulled, yeah. Just
0: top-decking Red Dragon and dropping that and dealing four damage. And it was the last damage I needed to kill Tony.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was going to come back if you didn't get Ayo, that. Oh,
0: I was sure you were, too. Ayo. And all three of our games were very back and forth, if I remember correctly.
1: Yeah, they At were. At no point uh, did I feel like... I thought the second game, because I think you won the first, I won the second. And I think that second one was relatively quick.
0: Yeah, they were fun games. I, they were I all enjoyed, fun games, though. I enjoyed all weekend. I enjoyed coming home and busting open my uh, winning packs. Nice.
1: Did you play another pre-release? So, I played two more pre-releases. Yeah? So, right after that, I came home and went to bed. And then went to my regular job. Worked that. Came home. And I'm like, you know what? There's a noon also at the Toy Soldier. <laughs> Let's go do that one. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah? My pool was bad. I had awful luck. And I got last place. Oh. Yeah. yep. I went 0-3. And... 3, and I was like, <laughs> like, the games were close. It just, it wasn't anything fun. Yeah. So I was like, okay, whatever. So then I went to the Sunday at noon at my store mm-hmm. also. This deck was busted. When I say this was the best, pre- this is the best sealed deck I've ever had. Yeah? <laughs> it was so dumb. I had like four or five solid removal cards and whatever that dragon fire card is. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's I, dragon fire is it? I feel <laughs> I like that's scorching so. dragon fire is what I'm thinking of but it's no. not that it's the, no, I think
0: it's just dragon fire
1: honestly. it could be, it's the one in a red that does x damage for the power of dragons that you have or whatever and um, I also had the two black black removal spell that gives you a treasure yep I had a Kalein in the deck I had Ooh. um the Ebon Death Dracolich, the 4-mana Flash 5-3 Flyer mm-hmm. that you can recast whenever a creature dies that you control. Yep. Not named it. So yeah, I had the um, Ebon Dragon. That card was nuts. Uh, just playing it on turn 3 because you get a treasure with Kalein, so you get a 6-4 Flyer on turn 3. Yep. It was absolutely amazing. I had the uh, the 6-mana Mythic Dragon also that can't be countered, and... It's mm-hmm. plus one that has fire breathing. Yep. Again, these cards were stupid. <laughs> this I I three o six owed so easily. Nice. A lot of like nice. I was playing against a lot of kids, and mm-hmm. um, they weren't like really strong players. So but, I was basically just kind of point it out and show them how to play. Mm-hmm. Like one kid didn't know that you could double block. Yep. So after the match, I told him that he could double block. After the match? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I waited until after. That was round one. So he had two more rounds to to do better.
0: Listen, my round one in uh, my pre-release was against a
1: 10-year-old, so I understand what you mean. No, these... Oh, so I call these people kids, but they're adults. They're, you know, between 18 and 21. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Kids to me because I'm old.
0: My round one was against a 10-year-old, so... No, if I was playing a
1: 10-year-old, I would have explained it beforehand. Mm Mm-hmm. But no, if you're if you're over 18, I'm not going to... You're not going to baby him? Yeah, I'm not going to tell them the rules that they mm-hmm. should know. Mm-hmm. But afterward, I'll tell you. Yeah, I did a
0: uh, pre-release on Sunday as well. My uh, 10-year-old nephew wanted to go and play some Magic. And his father reached out and said he's been playing a lot of Magic at school. Not at school, at his day camp. Apparently one of his counselors brings in a bunch of decks and they sit around and they play magic with his counselor's decks. It's a nice, it's great until literally the counselor, until the, uh, the camp said they're going to ban magic. Why? I don't know. I didn't get the whole story, but my reaction was you really want to ban a game that's teaching them math, reading skills and strategy? This is what you want to stop the kids from doing. When my nephew asked me if a creature had trample, I had my heart had never filled with so much love before. The kid, <laughs> not only, he just asked if, oh, wait, does that have trample? It Nowhere does the word trample appear anywhere. He knows what trample is. Yep. He knows that if he blocks with his one one, the trample is going to go through. So he knows, oh, I've got, my wife tried to explain to him scry. I went, oh. Don't explain scry. He knows what scrying is. And she was like, oh, (laughs) he knows magic. I was so impressed to how much this kid knew magic. We showed up at the store for the two-headed giant pre-release. We were the first people that showed up there about a half hour before the event. And I'm like, is this going to fire? And he's like, yeah, it should fire. Uh, Two-headed giant did not fire. You can't play two-headed giant with five players.
1: No, no, you can't.
0: So we ended up doing just all heads up. So my first round opponent... Was my nephew.
1: Of course. I swear that happens every single time. Of course. I helped him build his
0: deck. I built a... What did I build as my deck? I literally have it right here. This is a green-red deck that I built. Very similar to the other one. Had Earth Cult Elementist Elemental. Had Barbarian Class in there. And also the other card I really liked with Barbarian Class was... I threw in Swarming Goblins in this deck after I saw how well you were using Swarming Goblins in our game. Oh my, yeah, with the teleportation circle? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I played a Hoarding Ogre in this. 4-drop for a 3-3. Three, three. When it attacks, roll a d20. You either create one, two, or three dredger tokens, depending on the result.
1: Yep. That card's amazing. Was Inlimited. really
0: good with Barbarian Class.
1: Yep. Because
0: Barbarian... I, dr- I had Barbarian Class on turn three... Dropped down a Hoarding Ogre, attacked with it, because it had haste now because of Barbarian class. I rolled a die. It now has plus two, plus oh, and Menace. So on mm. turn four, I'm swinging in for five damage. The and next turn,
1: a couple uh, treasure tokens.
0: And getting treasure tokens. The next turn, I was able to drop down the... Uh, elemental make my opponent sacrifice only one thing this time but then swing in with both of them and because i've rolled two die now each one gets plus a two plus zero in menace these things just kept swinging in it, that was very fun my uh i helped my nephew build his deck and his deck had a volo in it nice had two of the uh boulettes, however you pronounce that which is a really good creature he had a very good deck unfortunately He's 10 piloting the deck. His deck was probably better than mine, but he's 10 piloting it. He had a great time. He ended up getting a buy. So a buy is a win. So he was able to go home and go, I had a win, Mom. I got a win. I got a win. He was so (laughs) excited about that. He had a blast. I honestly cannot wait until the next pre-release where I get to take him and bring him to play Magic again.
1: Oh, well, next one's only a couple months away, so...
0: I know, I really cannot wait for it. I love pre-releases. Pre-releases are my favorite Magic tournament to go to. Not just because I get to see you, but the people at a pre-release <laughs> are a lot more... They're a lot more laid back than when you show up at a modern
1: 1K. Oh my... Yo, it's a completely they're, different world.
0: They're a lot more laid back than even, you know, like an FNM.
1: Yep, I feel oh yeah. like
0: the the... People who go to the pre-release are just there for fun, and that's why. Nobody goes I like to a pre-release to win it, and even except you. But... <laughs> <laughs> I don't go to win. I just win when I go.
1: Oh, okay, that's how it works.
0: <laughs> um, no, that's that's the only reason why I go to the midnight at Toy Soldiers because that's the one I can win. All the other ones I can't win, so I don't go to them.
1: <laughs> are you saying the players aren't as good? Is the... <laughs> no, I'm saying the players are the perfect. Oh, okay, okay. The perfect level of good. That's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> um the, the other good thing is I want to give a shout out to the judge at the uh, tournament I went to because he, I don't remember what his name was, but he made my nephew have the time of his life. My nephew had a lot of fun and the judge was a huge part of that, making sure my nephew knew what he was doing. He, when he played my nephew, he was really good playing against him. So yeah, the the judge over the weekend was Ben, and he made my nephew just have a great time. All of the spare cards out of his pool, all the commons that he didn't want, gave right over to my nephew. So my nephew walked away with a huge box full of magic cards, and oh, that's the store awesome. the store threw in a fat pack box for him. So we get so he had his little deck box, and then he had his pre release deck box, and then he had a fat pack box, almost filled to the brim with spare magic cards. He walked away with a huge smile on his face. We got home, and he's literally pushing cards into his mom's hand. Look, this is what I did, Mom. Look, look. <laughs> I'm like, will you stop pushing magic cards into my hand, kid?
1: <laughs> uh, did you bring any decks this week for us to play? We're going to talk about decks? Yeah, I figure gonna... we should, right? I mean, that's what we do. We're 40 <laughs> minutes into the cast. you <laughs> want to talk about decks now, Tony? We, we could just kind of glance over them if you want. <laughs> but I feel like we should at least... Talk about some decks that we played this week. <laughs> I guess if this is a magic podcast, we should talk about magic decks. Well, that's what we, we, we talked a lot about magic. Mm-hmm. Magic and poker, which, as we've already learned, interwoven. Yeah. So, filthy net decking time. <clears throat> yes. Um, I'll go with my first one. I was on um, the Magic Arena um, group on Facebook that I'm a part of. Okay. And... Uh, one of the players had said, "Hey, I uh went and did seven zero in the standard metagame challenge." Oh, did you try that at all yourself? I did not. Yeah, no. I didn't either. All right, continue. No. Only because I didn't want to set aside that much time, and what if I didn't finish it? Plus, I have other things to do. So I no, understand. I didn't. Yeah, I understand. And so he said he went seven zero with a homebrew. I'm like, really? Okay, so this is pretty much. I'm, I'm hoping to find the filthy net deck in the gold right? The right? filthy net deck in gold right here. Right? I said, okay. So it has a uh, three Neverwinter Dryad. That's the one mana. Oh, I played that search. in my
0: pre-release deck.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh, four Meyer Triton, three Emergent Sequence. Do you know what that one is? No. It's a Rampant Growth that makes it into a zero-zero creature. And it gets plus one, plus one for every land you've played this turn. Okay. So generally, it's going to be a 2-2, because you play a land, and then you play mm-hmm. that. Uh, if you have a Fabled Passage, it turns into a 3-3. I had that happen quite a bit. It also has uh, three Fiend Artisan, one Agadim's Awakening, two Egon, God of Death,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which was actually really good in this deck. The Throne of Death is the one that I played more often. The backside. The backside of it. Two Skullport Merchants, two Questing Beasts, two Binding of the Old Gods, Three Nissa of Shadowed Boughs. Never okay. I've never played that card before.
0: That's the one that gains um A loyalty for Loyalties every for land. land.
1: Yep. Yep. Uh two Pellukrinos Unchained, one Frog Hemoth. I love Frog Hemoth. You are just like saying the word froghemoth, don't you? <laughs> I kinda you? do. I kinda okay. do. But as okay I said in the um uh when we were reviewing the, the set coming up, I had said frog Hemoth was one of the cards I wanted to play with. Mm-hmm. Uh, two Vivian, Monsters Advocate. Four Blood on the Snow. And two Vorenklex, Monstrous Raider. Okay. okay. Overall, I went 50% on the play. So as long as I'm on the play, you know, that's half. That's not bad. Uh, 20% on the draw. Ugh. Ugh. For for a 2-5 and five
0: record with it. That is not 7-0 and oh in a standard challenge, huh? No, no,
1: no. That is 2-5. I had a lot of questions about this deck. Um... <laughs> Like, so I saw it, and I'm like, okay, it went 7-0. I'm expecting to be have a positive record with it. I was hoping if I played seven games, I'd go 4-3, and three, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, it Obviously failed that completely. vorenklex was meh, at best. Really? Yeah, like, it didn't... There's not enough counter synergies in the deck for it to gain any
0: bonuses okay and then
1: when my opponent stole it with a xerath Sam, in a rogue matchup like it only hurt me i was like no, mm-hmm. this is this is stupid because the only way to kill it is binding of the old gods
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that clearly doesn't work the binding anymore.
0: of the old gods will not kill that yeah
1: no and uh blood on the snow was tremendous that was, like, one of the best cards in the deck. It's because you're milling yourself, and then you're mm-hmm. going to wipe the board. Uh, mm-hmm. But at six mana, it's a little expensive. Mm-hmm. I know for what it does, it's worth six mana. But, eh. I don't know. Vivian Monster's Advocate was fine. Frog Kemoth in standard wasn't great. I was kind of hoping it would be. The only time I even got to play it was against a rogues matchup. I hit him once with it, and then... They ended up uh, drowning in the locket. So it, it didn't last too long. Uh, Pelucronos was fantastic. Questing Beast is always going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, the Throne of Death was really good. Because putting stuff in the graveyard and then having the Fiend Artisan to become really, really big. Yep. I like that interaction. That was actually a really, really good interaction. I am I don't think you should play this deck. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, no. Clearly. It felt like a homebrew. If that mm-hmm. makes sense. Yes, it does. So like a lot of times when I'm net decking, I like to have a deck that feels like it's on par with everything else. And this one felt like when I won, it was, I got lucky to win mm-hmm. instead of this deck just overpowered that other deck. Yep. If we were both getting everything we wanted, I was going to lose. Understood. So. Yep. Yep. I lost two rogues three different times. Oh, oh. Because that's what standard is. That's what standard is. Yep. Yep. All right. What's your first deck?
0: Well, my first deck I got from the Filthy Net Deckers podcast. Ooh, okay, I've heard of that. So after last, after talking last week, you were talking about that red deck, yeah, that big combo red deck last week, and I was like, I've got to play this. I have to have this go off. So I of played. Course. I played until I got it to go off. My record was six and thirteen. But I played until I got it to go off.
1: <laughs> so you played it was terrible. Games.
0: It was terrible, Tony. <laughs> 6 and 13. 32% win rate.
1: It I'm fairly sure I said like, it wasn't the best deck, right?
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, It didn't really do very much. You seem to have a lot of fun. The show of confidence, I never got to work the way I wanted it to work in this deck.
1: Mm, okay.
0: I just figured I'd mention that. I did actually go and play this for hour 23 minutes yeah and at that at this point untapped gg wasn't working so it says it was all against colorless
1: so but i played an hour untapped, and 30
0: now untapped gg is working but yeah i did end up going back and playing that deck but the first deck i want to talk about for this week is actually one i got it's a uh 2021 standard deck so it's one okay, of those cool. future standard decks so i didn't have to deal with
1: rogues must be nice um this is goblins okay yeah yeah i played a goblins deck this week not not for the podcast i just happened to play one
0: uh four flame blade charger four javelineer when it becomes blocked it deals one damage to a target creature blocking it two raging goblin <laughs> because in arena raging goblin is legal in best of one yes it is so
1: is the trash master if you happen to have that in your deck
0: So, two Raging Goblin, two Tin Street Cadet. This is another one of those, like, standard arena legal cards. It's a 1-1 Goblin that when it becomes blocked, you create a 1-1 Goblin.
1: Okay. Sounds bad.
0: One mana 1-1 that when it dies, you get another one. And they're both Goblins, so it's got the Goblin synergies. Four Rally the Ranks, a Colorless and a White. When it enters the battlefield, choose a creature type. Creatures get plus one, plus one. Yep, yep, I'm I'm aware of that card. Four of the new Goblin c- Battle Cry Goblin. That's a good one. Yeah, Pack Tactics that gives you another one, and then it pumps all the goblins you have. Four of the new Hobgoblin Bandit Lord, which gives everything plus one, plus one, and then you tap one and tap it, and it deals damage equal to the number of goblins that entered the battlefield under your control this turn, which isn't terrible. Two of the card, you see a pair of goblins, which either gives you two 1-1 goblins or pumps your team plus two plus zero four of like you said goblin trash master because it's legal in arena so why aren't we playing it in the uh goblins deck and then yep. four showdown of the scald and then a bunch of lands does it have den of the bugbear it does it has one den of the bugbear oh you needed more one. than that i that card i is so good i probably agree with you that it needed more than that um i won my first two games with it the first game was against uh, mono green. Interesting. They started out with a uh, Jasper Sentinel and a swarm a swarm shambler, and they like br- Blizzard brawled and killed one of my goblins. But I just overran them so quickly with goblins; it was a little ridiculous. I was nice. like, "All right, this is this is pretty good." My first game start overrunning them with goblins. The second game was against a uh, mono white. They played paladin class and the. Code Spell Cleric, which I'm a huge fan of. This card, one one Vigilance, when it enters the battlefield, if it was the second card you cast this turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature. Mm -hmm. Pretty good for one mana. Um, I ended up just overrunning them with goblins there too, and then I never won another game. (laughs) I won. I won the first two games, and then lost every other game I played with this deck. Wow.
1: Yes. No matter. I was not expecting you to say that.
0: Um played is it the um is it dragons deck and they get gold span dragon out and just kill everything i play shatter skull smashing and destroy like two goblins at once frostbite took out a goblin and then they gold span and all around's epiphany and just kept swinging at me Mm-hmm. it was terrible another deck i just couldn't get anything off the ground just couldn't figure out couldn't get anything working, and then they drop a Coma Cosmos Serpent, and I'm like, "All right, yeah, you win this one."
1: Yeah, you're not going to beat it.
0: Cop- Goblin coma. goblins are not beating Coma whatsoever. Nope. Uh, yeah, then I got a Mono Green deck that overran me, and then a White Blue deck that just completely controlled everything I did. I got one creature out, and they bounced it back, and then it was like over from there. Just complete control. And yeah, I didn't really like it. And then honestly, I never touched. Standard 2021 again. Really?
1: Okay, that's <laughs> actually surprising. This is the only, okay, th- is the only I've, thing I've done in that. I've had so much fun in Standard 2021.
0: Yeah, I, I've i been playing my other the other deck I played for the podcast for fun, and then honestly, I was having fun with Artisan.
1: Okay, yeah, I didn't even touch Artisan. Yeah. The Midweek Magic one? No, I didn't even touch it.
0: I got my first two wins right away with that Selesnia deck that I uh, posted there, and... Had so much fun, I kept playing it.
1: Yeah, it's what you do. If you have fun, you should play.
0: Exactly. And I definitely wasn't having fun with this Goblins deck.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I don't blame you at all. <laughs> all right, what's your next deck, Tony? Uh, so, in between my next deck, I did want to tell you that I played your uh, Triumphant Reckoning deck last from last week. You did! I played it for 32 games. Oh. But I, say, I figure since we've already talked about this deck, we don't really need to talk about yeah, it. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I did go 14 and 18 with it. That's not terrible. No, not terrible. And I had a good time playing it. Yeah. So... It's it's a fun deck. Yeah, it's a fun deck, but at 14 and 18, I can't keep taking that to the ladder and winning at a 44% win rate.
0: No, not at all. Did you ever get ridiculous amounts of walkers in play and
1: just were giddy about it? Um. So the only time my opponent let me get a bunch, <laughs> I had like five. Yeah. And then they conceded. Once I started (laughs) going over each one and doing an ability, they were like, yeah, nope. (laughs) I'm I'm all done. But I did get five at one point. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, like I said, once I started going off, they just conceded. Mm. So, yeah, it's okay. The one I did want to talk about, though, was uh, that mono green deck. Yes, please talk about the mono green deck. (laughs) So the deck I played in Pioneer, we had mentioned many times that It's basically a historic deck, right? (laughs) There's four cards in the main away from a historic
0: deck, if I remember correctly, yeah.
1: So I'm like, what I should do is find a mono green historic list that looks a lot like that one. So I found one that has three Stone Coil Serpent, four Blizzard Brawl, four Llanowar Elves, four Pelt Collectors, one Snakeskin Veil, uh, three Barkhide Trolls, four Ranger Class. Ooh! Oh, Ranger Class is so good in this deck. Uh, four Werewolf Pack Leader, two Ronus the Indomitable, four Steel Leaf Champion, one Gem Razor, two Questing Beast, four Faceless Haven, and 20 Snow-Covered Lands. Okay. So, basically the goal is to get one of your one-drops out, the land royal for the Pelt Collector, and then just go to town and attack as much as you can. Mm-hmm. And, and it works. I had a 68% win rate, 67% awesome. on the play, 70% on the draw. Thirteen and six overall. Awesome! That's great. Yeah, it took me only an hour and nineteen minutes to win thirteen games. Holy crap! Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I started. It's uh, six and one, so I'm like, okay, this is this is amazing. Yeah, and then next two times I played it were three and two, and then three and three. Tell me, this deck is this deck is gold. Yeah. I, like. I don't see it a lot. Um, like on the ladder, because usually I'm seeing elves or I'm seeing the mm-hmm. angels deck, things like that. But it always did well. My only bad matchup, I had two bad matchups, I guess. Uh, one was the white green. I'm assuming that was the angels where I went 0-1-1. Is it bad that that was, I was going to ask you, how did it fare against that deck? Went
0: 0-1-1. Yeah. I'm so not I surprised because that Cocoa Angel deck is so good.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. Let's see if I can find that matchup. Against KK Wet, yeah. So they had um, played a couple Soul Wardens, a Bishop of Wings, a Respondent Angel, and then the Coco, mm-hmm. and that was just game over. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, that was a that was a bad matchup. But I mean, that was just one game, so who knows how that's gonna go. Uh, Mono Red, I went one and two against, and that was the only less than fifty percent win rate.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Deck's solid. Deck is really solid. Ranger class. Just from drafts, I could tell how good that card was. In the uh, pre-release, every single time I saw it, I was like, I hate that
0: card. Because yep. I never played it. I didn't get it, so I didn't like it. But when my opponent
1: played it, I hated it. <laughs> um, if this deck ever can get a Nykthos, this deck is going to be unbelievable. Mm-hmm. A lot of times I just ran out of mana because I wanted to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if only I had the Nykthos. like It, w- it would have been so good. especially The Ranger class... Um, on the third level, when I'm just playing stuff off the top of my library. hmm Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was so good. Blizzard brawl, killing off whatever they want for one mana. Yeah. All my stuff is bigger than their stuff. It was so good. Um, definitely play this deck if you can.
0: Believe it or not, I am. I that's I will absolutely be trying that deck this week. Okay. Sweet. Because yeah. like, you mentioned it to me earlier, and that sounded like a lot of fun.
1: Any also deck lists that you're looking for, um, on MTG Goldfish, I usually put the deck lists in. If you just look up Filthy Netdecker's podcast, all of our deck lists will show up, too. Awesome. That is good yeah. to know. Yeah, every every uh, deck that I put in there, I've named Nate's blank Filthy Netdecker's podcast. Awesome. So, yeah. Nice and easy to find, too, if you don't want to go through all the... Social media stuff to try to find any one deck. hmm
0: You got another deck? I do. My next Sweet. deck was actually sent in by a listener. Ooh. Yeah, you know Dylan Sparks, right?
1: Um, The one who makes fun of your uh, The one who corrects my uh, pronunciations of everything. Yeah, 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 That's him. Of course. We, How we can love I? Dylan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he sent me a message a few weeks, maybe even a month ago now, going, you don't play control very much do you i'm like well clearly no. you've been listening to the podcast have don't you because you're right i don't play much control but no. if you send me a list i'll play it and i okay. think and i think he purposely did not send me a control list because he wants to send me a list that i'll actually win with and i won't come on the podcast and just be like yeah this was crap because i played it yeah so he finally sends me a list and he goes i finally found an aggro list i like enough to send to you so, this is Mono White Aggro. It's got Lurus as its companion, so everything in the deck is cheap. Yep. Four Clever Luminancer. Four of the Code Spell Cleric there.
1: The one we talked about before?
0: Yep. Four Defiance Strike. Two Fairy Guide Mother. Three Fight is One. This card, Love Fight is One. Such a good card. Hmm. Four Guiding Voice. Put a plus one plus one counter on target creature and then learn. Two Light of Hope, which either gives a counter, you gain four life, or destroy target enchantment. Four Monk of the Open Hand. This was another card that was fantastic.
1: Is that that new one? The one drop? One that drop, Master one of flowers?
0: one. Uh, whenever you cast your second spell each turn, put a plus one, plus one counter on Monk of the Open Hand. Okay. Two, you're ambushed on the road, either return target creature to its owner's hand or target creature gets plus three, plus one, plus three until end of turn. Four of the Clarion Spirit, so when you cast your second spell, you gain a one, one token. Four Leon, a Light Scribe, so whenever you cast or copy a spell, you get plus one, plus one. And then three of the Show of Confidence.
1: Show of Confidence, oh yeah, that's the plus one, plus plus one. one. Plus one, plus on
0: creature, and then it gains Vigilance, and it's got the, like, pseudo storm there.
1: Yep. So
0: this deck was fantastic. I played four games with this deck when he sent it to me and went 4-0. And wow. I sent him the okay. 4-0 and and I went, look, and he heart reacted to it. So he knows <laughs> that at least the first few games went really well. My first game, if I remember correctly, went turn one, Monk of the Open Hand. Turn two... Was like something cheap into the code spell cleric. And so the monk of the open hand was a three, three swinging in on turn one, which always felt nice. I had a game where I put two clarion spirits out and then started casting spells. So I was getting a bunch of one, one flyers in play this deck worked so well for me. I uh, hopped on and played four more games with this deck later though. And in those four more games, I went three and one. This deck brought me 7-1, 88% win rate, 100% on the play. My only loss with this deck was to Tybalt's Trickery. (laughs) It's the only loss I had, and if that's the only loss, I'm okay with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's not bad at all. I'll be trying this one. That I purposefully
0: good. stopped playing this deck afterwards, so that way I could say I played the eight games and went seven <laughs> and one and only lost to that, and I literally did not touch this deck again, just so I could say this is how good the deck was. But, besides that, loved this deck, wanted to play more with this deck, but it, really it just came down to I need to play a different deck for the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. So I seven and one with this deck was fantastic. So many... So many of the, like, just play something on turn, play like a second spell thing, where everything is one and two drops, you're always playing a second spell. You didn't After find yourself three. running out of cards at any point? Um, no.
1: If I was out I was of really cards,
0: if I was out of cards, they were dead. My creatures oh, okay. were big enough to that they were getting through. The Luminants are there, getting plus two, plus two was really good. You know, Defiant Strike, giving a creature plus one, plus O, oh, and then drawing a card, finding me another card to play immediately. I really had zero issues finding cards with this deck.
1: Hmm, nice. And this is standard, you said, right?
0: This is regular standard, yeah. It nice. also has Guiding Voice, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature and learn, so you have like a little learn board with, you know, those learn cards you want. It's got like one of each of the cards it can cast from this environmental sciences, expanded anatomy, you know, reduced to memory. So, exile, reduced to memory. Exile, target, non-land permanent. If you can't, if you have a problem, it's, you have an answer to it with that in your, like, not in your main deck, but accessible from your main deck with the Learn. So even if there's something there, you need to get rid of. And the best part about that is because those aren't in your main deck, you could be running a 7-drop in your Luris deck. Yeah, yep. Because... The mascot exhibition sits in your sideboard, so it doesn't have to be in the main deck. Perfect, Dylan. Thank you so that's much for this deck. This deck did me so good, and I greatly enjoyed the half hour I played with this deck.
1: Well, mascot exhibition is also a sorcery, so it could be in your main deck anyway.
0: That's permanence with Loras, huh?
1: Yeah, that's why you can play like that draw four card into the story. That's it's just right. stupid. Yeah, yeah. Loris yeah. is busted.
0: Well. At least we have to pay three to put it in our hand before we cast it. Now,
1: I mean, before that, it was the best card ever printed.
0: Oh, absolutely!
1: Yeah, <laughs> which is absolutely insane. Remember when we were talking
0: about burn with Luris in it? Because that's how busted that card was.
1: Yep, yep, absolutely. Yeah, no the card. Ugh. The card is stupid. Absolutely stupid. You ready for this deck? <laughs> oh God, should I? Okay. Mean? Sure, sure, sure. So, <laughs> um, I went on Etherhub, mm-hmm. and um, I'm like, oh, "I'll just try to find something fun, something completely different, wacky, wacky deck." Um, and I found a uh, Bolus's Citadel, Etherflex res- Reservoir deck. Okay. Okay. So the combo goes: you get Bolus's Citadel out, you get yeah. an Etherflex Reservoir out. So that way, when you pay life, you're gaining life are gaining a ton of life so basically now you can play everything off the top of your library gain a ton of life and then shoot them in the face for 50. yeah perfect easy okay so okay that doesn't sound easy (laughs) (laughs) well okay maybe not easy but you know it's possible (laughs) sure so it has uh three of the arabos's intervention three heartless act four sign in blood two explore two gaia's blessing um, I'm assuming whoever was playing with it had a lot of trouble with Mill, maybe? I mean, Guy's Blessing is fine because you can shuffle cards back into your library if you have to. But I always figure, whenever I see that in a deck, I'm like, this person's like afraid of Mill. But anyway, uh, four Into the North, four Aetherflex Reservoir, two Extinction Event, three Binding of the Old Gods, four Bolus's Citadel, three Professor Onyx, to also be gaining life when you're casting all these spells,
0: mm-hmm.
1: two Thought Distortions, um, and then a bunch of d- different random lands. Best part about this deck games are quick. <laughs> <laughs> games are very, very fast. I played six games in 19 minutes. Okay. Did you go 0 and 6? No, 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 no. I I, I definitely won. I, I went off once. <laughs> once. So you went
0: 1 and 5.
1: Okay. I went 1 and 5 on this. <laughs> so. It has a 17% win rate on the play. 50% win rate Yeah, on the play. Yeah, it had a 50% win rate on the play, so that's not terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, 0% on the draw, which makes sense. <laughs> um, so, most games, most of my losses, two minutes, one minute, three minutes. And that's just because my opponents were doing stuff while I wasn't. Okay. Like, so, at the beginning part of the game... The only thing you really can do is Heartless Act, and then try to ramp yourself up. Mm-hmm. And in Historic, that's just not good enough. Nope. Your opponents are just going to do their anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I, I lost to a Mono Blue deck. I don't even know what Mono Blue deck that was. <laughs> <laughs> <What> the... <laughs> Bender Jer. Unless that was uh, Counter Everything decks. Mm-hmm. On cards that were played... <laughs> Um, they played a Brainstorm, and I lost.
0: Well, they're going to ban Brainstorm later today, so... <laughs> <laughs> that, that,
1: that card is so good, apparently. <laughs> uh, no, they probably had played something else, and it just doesn't... It's not showing it for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I probably conceded to something. But it only lasted a minute, too. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. But no, no, no. Like, when it went off, this deck was a lot of fun, but it just never happened.
0: Yeah, it doesn't seem like it, it would.
1: It did go off once. I got that little giddiness going against mm-hmm. a a Grixis deck of all things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was just, yeah. I don't know how. I don't even know what to say. I hear you. Don't do it. Don't play it, unless you want to get it done once. Every everything about it was bad in my in my opinion, and that's all that matters is my opinion.
0: <laughs> On this podcast, yours and mine. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You got one last one? I do. I've okay, got one cool. I've got one last one. I played two more decks. We're only really going to talk about one of the two decks. Uh, the one we're not going to talk about was... You look at MTG Goldfish, clearly. Um, yep. One of my favorite things to look at on their website is the Fish Tank Sweet and Spicy Viewer decks that they post up every week.
1: Okay, I don't usually look at those. Uh, I look at them every...
0: It's my favorite ones because you always find... The stuff we like, the out of the bu- out of the blue, crazy fun stuff. Okay. This had standard skeletons in this Scute Swarm, Toski, your um skeletal swarming card there. Okay, yeah. And Maskwood Nexus. I love it. Turn your skute swarms into skeletons they all get pumped for each other creature in play. Oh, I am loving this already. (laughs) You got me hooked. I took this onto the ladder and I played this for quite a bit. Not on the ladder. I took this into the play queue and played this for quite a bit. I went seven and 14 with it. It's fun. It's not good. In that, in those games with that deck, I ran into a bard class deck. Which one is bard class? Bard class is red and a green. Legendary creatures you control enter the battlefield with an additional plus one plus one counter. And then the second level is also a red and a green, and it makes legendary spells you cast cost a red and a green less to cast. Okay, they yep. did that, and then they dropped, after they did that, they dropped down a Galia. Of course. And, no, first they dropped down a Grumgully the Generous. Oh, one, nice. And then a Galia for free. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, I need to find this deck and play it. So I did a quick Google search, found one by Martin Yuza, you know, pro Magic player. He sounds player. pretty good. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. A, uh, he's a good Magic player, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna copy this deck and we're gonna go play this deck. And so this deck has four Bard class, four Galia of the Endless Dance, four Tragnar Demon of Fangnol. Yeah. Familiar with him? He's a new uncommon legendary knoll creature. Uh, four... Tactics. Yep. Four Bone Crusher Giant, one Kazul's Fury, three of the Grumgully the Generous, three Clothis, God of Destiny. Clothis will only cost you one mana in this deck. Yeah, I know. Two Rada, Heart of the Keld, two Eskaya's Chariot, two Kogula the King of uh, the uh, Titan Ape, four, and I'm going to pronounce this wrong, Dylan, Pilath, World Sculptor?
1: It's close. Yeah, okay. I think it's Phylath. It doesn't have a PH.
0: Yeah. Isn't PHF?
1: Yeah. Can you say Pylath? Sure. Sure. It doesn't matter.
0: Phylath, world sculptor, enters the battlefield, create a zero-one plant creature for each basic land, and then whenever a land enters the battlefield, you put 4 plus 1 plus 1 counters on those. That costs 4 generic mana to play if you have a bard class on level 2. Wow. Right? You Bard class level two on turn three And then turn four you drop this dude down Does some crazy stuff Three greathenge This deck works If you have bard class
1: Yeah yeah
0: If you don't have bard class This deck hurts It really hurts I went three and five with it 33% okay. on the play 40% on the draw Um When I had Bard class, I felt like I was not unbeatable, but I felt it was very difficult to kill me with Bard class. Kogalig is even one cheaper with Bard class out. Doesn't Mm -hmm. get like the big discount that some of the other stuff does. You put a Grumgully in play along with Bard class on level two and you just start dropping out cheap creatures and they're bigger than usual. They're gaining extra bonus plus one plus one counters. And it was a lot of fun. It didn't, I played this all on the ladder. I started uh, Diamond 3 with 1 pip and ended at Diamond 3. So I only really lost the 1 pip during my entire playthrough of this. It was okay. Like I said, it looked a lot better when it beat me because they went bard class and then just started dropping down like their good combo creatures. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I want to try that. I want to see exactly how that deck works. And it didn't really work. It wasn't as much fun as the Skeletal deck. That Skeletal deck, when it did stuff, was a lot of fun. This Bard class deck won more, but wasn't nearly as fun. Okay. Actually, I don't even know if it won more. 38% win rate says it did not win more. Hmm. And it wasn't as fun. But the second I saw Bard class and they were, like, paying one mana for, like, Grumgully followed by nothing for a... Nice 4-4 four, four Galia? Awesome. That's great. Oh, I yeah. want to try yep. that. And just did not work that way. You know, Tragnar there. He's okay. You know? The pack yep. tactics. I found, at least my opinion, pack tactics doesn't seem powerful enough.
1: Okay. So, it depends on what card. Because the green-green the you... green Wolf Leader... That was pretty good in my mono-green deck. Um, just to draw me an extra card. Drawing a card seems
0: good. Yeah. Um, this one, just attacking creatures get plus one, plus zero. Maybe that works if you're attacking with a bunch of one-ones. That's helpful. But if that's not what happens with this deck. You're no. you're attacking with three creatures, so you're dealing an extra three damage total. Which doesn't really seem like a lot. The one I played a lot in the pre-release gave it first strike when it attacked. And I'm like... Okay That's a lot of work For first strike Yeah it is You know It just didn't seem Worth it And the chariot In this deck I'm sure Would have been good If there was like Board wipes or something I don't know I didn't really feel like The chariot Did me much good In this deck With the exception of It was three generic mana Because it cost The green less to the bard class Hmm. If you have bard class But if you don't have Bard class This deck isn't Very strong it isn't doing very much else except for dropping down legends. But I was very surprised at the amount of legends that are significantly cheaper due to bar class. Yep, and they're usually pretty good legends too. Yeah, they're not terrible. Like I said, the only one that you probably wouldn't really run anywhere else is that Targnar, but everything else you would see in other decks. And in fact, uh, Radha, Heart of the Keld there, was very good letting me cast lands off the top of my deck so I didn't have to draw them.
1: Yep. Oh yeah. That for was, sure.
0: That was very good with her. So, but didn't do me much on the ladder. The skeletal swarming deck was so much more fun. Yeah. I um.
1: I played a Naya version of your uh You played a Naya version, yeah. Yeah. It it was pretty good. The problem was I was playing it in the standard twenty twenty two. Gotcha. So and the mana was terrible. Mana's. Uh, no, it wasn't that bad. No? I didn't really have an issue with it. Huh. Um The problem I had was the Exalted Deeds uh. deck. I had two games that one went 43, the other one went 37 minutes. Gotcha. But now that that's banned out of 2021... Then it's a kind of 500 record if I take out those two decks. Nice. So... <laughs> You can find the Filthy Neck Deckers podcast on all different social medias. We are all over Twitter. We're all over Facebook. We're on Instagram. Um, you can find me at MTG underscore Tony or Nate at Darth Heretic on Twitter. Um, contact us there. Talk to us, please. If you uh, send us deck lists, we'll at least look at them. We won't necessarily play them, but you never know. Maybe you'll get your name read. I'll play them. Well, okay, he'll play them. <laughs> Uh, we also have plenty of codes. All you have to do is message us and say, Hey, Tony, Nate, got a code I can have? Sure. Yeah. We, we got your back or not. And just prove that no one listens to the end of podcasts. I listen to the end of this podcast. I assume other people do. If I do, you can also follow, uh, Darth Heretic MTG on Twitch. Um, feel free to share deck lists, deck lists with us. It makes our jobs that much easier. And, um, I think that's it. We're done. Bye. Bye.
0: I like how you said he doesn't stream, but follow him on Twitch. (laughs) (laughs) He streams on Twitch because now he doesn't stream on Twitch. Follow him on Twitch. (laughs)